Salam and a special shout out to my Berliners. My name is Rehoff. Each episode I'll be having a dope talk about things that matter and often keep me awake at night. Why so dope you ask? I've got four words for you. Diversity, open-mindedness, peace and equality. Topics of global importance, yet still widely underrated. So let's jump right in and remember, keep an open mind. Welcome to Dope Talks. Before I introduce my guest, I would like to share something with you. I have very recently decided to end my career in the field of social work and quit my job in the German public sector. This decision was a very hard one to take, especially after building a career for six years and having a safe income. Being an immigrant in the German public sector came with many challenges. And here is where I enjoyed putting my intercultural skills to build bonds and bring down walls. But even I must admit that it gets very lonely and very exhausting to be the only one bringing down those walls. Since the pandemic started, I have been exploring and learning new things, which led me to discover a new passion and turn to coding. Once I created my first symbol website, I knew I was hooked but there is still so much for me to learn if I want to become a professional programmer. That's why for now, I'm going back to being a full-time student. But I still want to give Top Talks attention and time to create good content for you. That's why, as my side hustle, Top Talks will be taking the shape of a pop-up podcast. This means there won't be an episode on a regular basis, but when the episode pops up, it will be worth listening to. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get notified about new episodes. One of the topics that keep me awake at night is the current discourse on identity politics. In today's world, we are confronted with both a progress towards inclusion and diversity, as well as a resentment and a rage against it. To talk about this and get a new perspective, I couldn't think of anyone better than my next guest. For 20 years, she has been a professor for business administration, a trainer for diversity and inclusion, and a corporate consultant. Professora Anna Svea Fisher has been teaching as a woman only since December 2020. Today, she tells us her personal story as a trans woman. We talk about diversity at the workplace and what steps employers need to take in order to achieve an inclusive work environment. Then, we go into politics and discuss the current issues around identity politics and the recent discourse. Professora Anna then ends our talk with Cyril Carr Popper's idea of an open society, something she believes to be the answer for our current issues. On today's top talk, we get to walk a mile in Anna Svea's shoes. Professora Anna, thank you so much for making the time to do this interview today. Hi Rahaf, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much too. Okay, let's jump right in. Um, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about you, your personal story, the story of your transition and 
how it all started, how you felt about it, and um, what what is the experience that you have made? Yes, of course, I I, I will try it. A lot a lot happened. Uh, a, a friend of mine said, "No, it's 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 wrong. It's not that a lot a lot happened. It's uh, you've done a lot." So. I'm very surprised when, when looking back what, what happened last year, but, but let me start. Uh, it's, it's basically pretty simple to describe. So I was born as a biological male, but all the time I felt a, a little bit wrong. I, I, as a child, I, I can't describe it really. So I admired girls and women uh, and the way they act, the, the way they dress. and. All, I think all the time of my life, especially uh, during my studies, I, I thought, what would it be to be a woman? So I started secretly wearing women's clothes. And so looking back uh, today, I can laugh about what a secret I made of it. It's, it's really stupid. And... Uh, there always has been this indifferent feeling. Now, am I a man or am I a woman? So this has continued over a lot of years, sometimes more intense, sometimes less intense. And I remember, and this, that's what most of the transgender people will tell you, that they hope that, that it, will, it will, will go away. But... Uh, in reality, it, 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 it doesn't go away. So, and in the last years, I've seen many, many examples of, of fantastic people who have admitted their identity and they have succeeded as a manager, uh, as a member of the army and so on. And that was the impetus for me to also begin my journey to live as a woman. So I, I try to go my way step by step continuously. And then looking back, everything happened extremely quickly. So I came out in my private life to my friends in the spring of last year. Then in the middle of the year, I started the hormone replacement therapy. And at the end of the year and begin of this year, I then completed the change of my first name and uh, the civil status. This means that now I'm living completely as a woman and I'm also one according to the law. That's in Germany, it's very important so uh, to be a woman according to the law. And all the same time, a very beautiful and still somewhat serial feeling. and. I, I thought that uh, it would be a, had, would have been a good idea to, to write a book about the different phases. So when starting going out as a woman for the first time, it was it was uh, uh, been so angstlich. Fear gave yeah. you fear. Uh -huh. Yeah, a lot. There's been a lot of fear. So I'm looking at every corner. Perhaps there, I hope there is nobody, so nobody would see me and nobody would talk to me. But so it was, wasn't the problem. So it's it's easy at all. We are living in a in a in a very very modern open time. 
Yeah, in, in Germany, probably other countries. <laughs> yes, in Germany, so not in every country. So, But we have to work on this topic. So that's the reason why we talk today, I think. It's a process, right? Yes. Do you do you think that you decided to make the change in, on, in the right time? Or do you feel like you have missed on a lot because you waited for so long? That's a good question. First, I'm I'm happy to to have my change in this time, so it's 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 easier, and the understanding is 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 uh, enormous. So a lot of my friends have heard about uh, transgender. A lot of my friends know people who are transgender. So I'm not the first. I remember a situation. I I'm calling a friend and I'm telling him. I have to tell you that uh, I started to live as a woman. I'm a transgender. He said, oh, welcome to the club. I have three other friends. They're doing the same. So, so okay, I have nothing to, to explain to him. He knows everything. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, this is really, really great. But it's, it's I think it's absolutely clear that I think about, oh, oh my God. So why, why did it last so long? Why didn't I start 20 years before? Or 30 years before, but uh, you can't change it. So I can I can think about, but I, I can't change it. So I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy to to have started to have started. I, it would be it would be it would be better to have started 20 years ago. But the best is that I have started. And I have one 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 remark though. One, two years ago, that I never could imagine to 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 do this, what I have done. Mm -hmm. ne never, absolutely never. You are standing in front of, a, of, the, of, the, of the Mount Everest. Yes, thinking it would be nice to be a woman, it would be nice to w live as a woman, but it's not possible. Why? Why is it not possible? Well, yes, you think, okay, you, you think about, first of all, you think about your limitations. I'm too old, I'm too large, uh, nobody will understand me. How will I tell it to my students? Mm -hmm. How will I tell it to my uh, to my colleagues, uh, to my friends? And you you're trying to find arguments that it will not work, but that's the wrong way. So you're standing in front of the hill and you're thinking the the hill is too high, but uh, you have to start walking. Mm -hmm. And after having started walking, you 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 climb the first hill. And then you saw that it's not not one that one big hill. It's a lot of there are a lot of hills, but they are not they are, they are not so different to climb. You have to you have to go on. After 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 every after having climbed every hill, it will become more easier your way. I think it's it's it's, it's uh, everybody will make this uh, erfahrung experience. Everybody will make this experience. So I'm I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. I've done I've done my work. You're so. the hero of your story. No, yeah, perhaps <laughs> a little a little a little hero. Yes. I, I but this when, when, when I when yes and the reactions they are they are really great. So so friends said welcome welcome as a woman, and um, the students of mine the students they are really great. They are twenty twenty five and there you can see that's a totally different generation. They are absolutely open-minded mm -hmm. they, they wrote me i've got i've got mails from students i never i've seen before 
and they they wrote me yes you are our hero it's great that you started living your life so this uh, this uh, has encouraged me uh, very much so to go on the next step and how about the other professors the colleagues because it's another generation yes first the, a lot of them ask is it a joke from you a typical joke or is it true i said it's true then i said okay welcome now i got uh, i abroad to about uh, 40 45 colleagues and i got response personal response from 20 oh. and uh, there's no difference between men and uh, men and women it's, mm -hmm. it's always always the same welcome and wow wow they said and uh, well 20 didn't answer I don't know what they think, but... But there, it, there have been no like negative reactions, so to say. Well, at the university, we are living in a, in a society... Well, they, it, is, it is not allowed to, to, to say anything against this, and that's okay. Uh, is there something you would advise younger people who are, are having those feelings and those... Yes, those be open, there's no... There's, there's, there's no shame on you. You are a person. You were born male or female. You, you, you're feeling not male, female. You think you would like to be a, a girl or a boy instead of a boy or a girl. And so be open. Tell it to your parents. Tell it to a friend. Talk about the different to the the different between these between today and the time 30, 40 years ago is that you have an expression for this. You have, uh, that has been very, very important for me. You have role models. You see people behaving happy and successful in their new role. You can see, hey, it's working. I've seen this, I've seen two or three people. I, I've, I've, I've told you at the beginning of the interview and I, I, I saw them and said, they, they have done it. So I can do this too. I think the role models are very, very important. And always the our we have, we have a differentiation between sex and gender. So former times we are talking about transsexuality, and now we are talking about transgenderism mm -hmm. or a trans identity. Uh, it is because the uh, transgenderism hasn't to do anything with your sexual orientation. So a lot of people are thinking when. Having been a man now living who 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 is uh, is living together with women and now living as a woman, you have to be uh, attracted by 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 men. So no, it's not necessary. It's totally independent of it. And the the idea of of transgenderism isn't that it's not bipolar. It's not only male, not only female. From your from a feeling of your identity, there are a lot of people who are playing with these roles for example you've been uh, now the singer from the european song contest conchita Wurst, for example you remember yeah and it was it was really it was great and so and the 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 people they they loved her him so it wasn't wasn't that problem and so i think today it's uh, a little bit like gender fluid it's a little bit on warp perhaps but uh, Yes, talk about talk about with a with a person you trust and tell this to the to the person and yes, it's it's not this this big problem. 
you can that's it it's a it's a challenge yes of course but it's it's their their estimation that uh, 0.1% of all people are transgender so one of thousand so at our university we have 20000 students there must be 20 transgender students other there are other facts that uh, tell us that it's one percent. I think it's a bit too high. So there are there are people uh, with the same feeling like you uh, as a transgender person. For example, let's talk about intersexual persons. So there are more intersexual person in a com in in a country than red hair red haired persons, and there are a lot of red haired persons. So it's 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 a small community. But it is a community. Um, is it okay to ask you about the uh, reaction of your spouse or the experience that she made? Yes, 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 yes. That's the, the the most challenging act of all. It took me about half a year how to to talk with my with my wife. She knew about my transgender issue, but uh, I think she didn't knew how strong my my wish has been living as a woman so i have to, to talk with her i got a very good analyst i think you have to you have to need uh, a professional help in a situation of, of transgender and self-identity and so on mm -hmm. i talked a lot with her and I remember the day we are we are walking on a sunny day through munich and uh, I thought this was the day I have to tell her and uh, we start walking and then I thought well the next crossing I will tell her okay no not then the next crossing I will tell her no no but there's uh, we crossed the river Isar and I thought now before crossing the river I have to tell her and no no courage and then but then the next crossing I told her uh, that I have uh, I told her I have a challenge with my with my gender identity and she looked at me and she asked, what does it mean? And I told her, well, I can imagine of living as a woman. And she said, is, is this all your problem? I said, yes. And then she took me in, in her arms and everything was, was, was great. That's, that's all. But that's, that's not rough. That's not, that's not typical. So I, I've read about that about 90% uh, of, uh, of, of all partnerships may end at this point. So I, I, can, I can imagine because you, you marry a man, you marry a woman and now it became the difference. So the, 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 the human is staying the same, but uh, well, I, I think you have, you have to look how, to, uh, how you personal can handle the situation. How so long? I've, yes. How long have you been married? Oh, uh, we, we married 1999, so it's, it's, oh. it's uh, it lasts very long, it will last much more years, I hope, and I think that's, uh, that's a big issue, to, 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 to spend such a long time together. There, the, the difference between married with a male or female uh, will become, uh, will stay not so different, uh, not, not, so, not so, so important, so other things will become more important too. To love the person you've married. You mentioned that when when you made the change, that you had some kind of fear and uh, you were afraid people would see you. Do you know where this fear come from? 
what were you afraid of? Oh, that's that's difficult to say. I'm, I'm, most of all is uh, thinking about what what would the other people think about. So, what would the neighbor think about? So, but but this hasn't been any any problem. So, I'm I'm really really lucky not to have any bad experiences. No exclusion, no hostility. Great. So we we talked about it at the beginning. I, I always thought, oh my oh my god. If I go out on the street in a, in a skirt as a woman with makeup, everyone will stare at you. You're 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 broken out from a circus, for example. I thought, and everybody will make a stupid comment. But uh, and then looking back, I couldn't make a comedy out of it. So, uh, but but nobody looked. So, fifty percent of all the people they are they are playing with their smartphones and. Uh, 30% they are thinking about something and 10% are, are looking at everything and at uh, other things and perhaps 5% are looking at you but looking not staring so I'm, I'm, I'm very tall one one meter 90 centimeters there I think they think it's it's a it's it's a tall woman so but uh, it was it was really so so easy so I, I always thought, how do I get out of the apartment unobserved so the neighbors didn't know so how to put on the makeup where 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 to go out from the car and so on hopefully I won't run into anyone and then then I realized most of the people are not interested in me at all and I realized that I think most of the of the the transgender people realized that I am not the center of the universe and this is very this is very important it makes it's much more easier so for me and I mm -hmm. think for the other people too another another big point is that that I'm living in Munich so uh, it's a really cosmopolitan city a, a friend of mine told me to 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 get a reaction from anyone you have to you have to paint you totally red uh, so and this makes it uh, easier. Uh, but I've also learned that we are basically already live in a very open and tolerant society. Most of mm -hmm. the people are this. Not all. Most of the people. We have to work on. We have to work on. We have to work on this. So otherwise we wouldn't have this conversation yeah. today. And how about the bureaucracy in Germany? Germany is known for <laughs> for its bureaucracy. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, was it very hard for you to become officially a woman? No, for me not. So, uh, I did, well, I have to look, I'm, I'm, I'm mid of my 50s, I'm a, a professor at German University, so this is uh, not, not a big point, but uh, when thinking about uh, younger people with 16, 17, and uh, well, the, the process is uh, can can last very long uh, to, 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 to get your new name and your so it lasted mm -hmm. a full month for me so it was very fast you can perhaps you can you can wait perhaps one year one and a half years and you have to go to a, a psych is it psychiatrist or psychiatrist yeah psychiatrist to you have to go to two psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. uh, to get a statement from them and then uh, you have to go to to law and then they say okay now you're a woman 
you have to pay more than thousand euro for it. In other countries, it's it's uh, it's really simple. Yeah, so you go you go to 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 your to your uh, country uh, this country house or? the authority. Hmm? Yeah, the authority. They say, okay, from now on, uh, I'm Rahal, and from tomorrow, I will be a man. And they say, okay, welcome. Next week, you'll get your new identity card, your new passport. Mm -hmm. That's 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 different. And I, uh, the German is called the Transsexuellen Gesetz, the Transsexual Law. It's from 1981, and they are they are still working on it. So. Uh, I think we'll get a new law perhaps in two or three years. I, I hope so. And you also had to go through this, like uh, going to two different psychologists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not at all this. Uh, it's not another big task. So you have to talk mm -hmm. with them, and then well, they they got an impression that said, okay, she is a now fifty-five years old. She had. Mm -hmm. I, I think that she she will know what she will do and then let her pass. It's okay. I think it's more difficult, uh, for example, when, when, when we talk about children, for example, there are a lot of young, young children, young childs, five, six years, ten years old. They won't live as a boy. They won't live as a girl. And uh, then the, the doctors has to decide whether they will get the hormones, for example, and I think this is a very difficult question to answer, not not in my case to 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 become a woman. So, mm -hmm. as for me, it has been really easy. That's all. But do you think it's still in your case is um, let's say it was surprisingly that easy for others? It could be problematic. The most for the most, for the most uh, you can you can imagine you you can yes you can imagine that this will be. Uh, it's, it's a very, very hard challenge in your life. So I read about that about 40 to 50 percent, they trying suicide of the transgender people. So they are standing in front of the, uh, the question, will I live as a, as, a wife, uh, as a woman or will I die? So that's for most of the people is the question. So it's it's about dramatically questions you have to answer. For me, it was, I think, simple, not at all. And growing up, have you ever told your secret to a friend or a sibling? Oh, yes, sometimes, sometimes, but not, not, not. I think most of my best friends haven't known that's stupid but that's stupid but i think that's typical that's typical male you have a problem and you have to solve the problem by your own and no it was it was so no uh, it, it was such a secret you know like like in like in, like an agent who has a secret and uh, who knows this is the secret nobody never should know and this was my secret deep 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 in my heart and in my my brain. I hope my questions are not too curious. No, no, it's, it's I like your questions. There is there is no secret anymore, so you can't ask everything. Um, you are a professor, and you are a coach and a trainer, and you yes. um, advise companies and organizations uh, in regard uh, diversity, digitalization, yes. and other topics. You have been doing this uh, for 20 years. Yes. Um, what drew you to diversity? 
Ooh. First of my, my own history, mm -hmm. I think so. Then the experience having worked with uh, a lot of scientists from other countries. So it's, it's, I think it's absolutely great to live in a, in a country like, like Europe, to have the chance to work with people from the Netherlands, Hungary, Spain, United Kingdom, uh, Finland, and so on. And it's a, it's, a, it's a really enrichment for your work. And then to, to work with uh, younger people, to work with older people. I've made a lecture at the university, it's called Young Tiger and Old Foxes, uh, where I introduced retired managers from BMW, from Siemens, 85 years old, to the master's students of uh, information science and uh, business administration. They are 25 and Hans has been, he, Hans is now, now is uh, 80, 89, has been uh, 84, 85. And to see working these different generations together, it was, uh, it was, it was really great to see. To, to work in teams with uh, men and women, it is uh, an enrichment too. So I think that that diversity is uh, one of the most important things to have a, a success, to be successful in your in your profession. And that's only that's only that's only nation, that's only sex, that's only age. We have much more uh, yeah. uh, topics of, of, of diversity. Yeah. So only looking at these three uh, uh, dimensions. So it's uh, I think it's it's, uh, it's it's really great. It's much more interesting than to have only Bavarian males in your in your group. Could be nice too, but uh, I think these. These diversity teams are, I have much more fun with them. In your experience, have diversity led to this, this profit that you're talking about, the success of the whole organization so far, or has it uh, uh, led to clash, clash between the generations, clash between the nationalities? No, I think it's, just, I've never seen problems, so uh, I think you have to, you need the culture for it. You have to integrate the people, mm -hmm. but you have to take into account that, for example, to, to uh, I've, I've, I've heard a lot, for example, about quotas, about uh, women, women in, in, in as board member. And then a lot of people say, mm -hmm. well, we, we have to, we have to integrate women into, into our board to become more successful, successful because Diverse teams are more successful. That's maybe right, but I think it's not the job of the women to 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 make the board more success successful because she's a woman. Then they could say, no. Now we have put two women to our board, and we haven't become more successful. So we can go on without the women. So I think that's this is very dangerous. They they have to become members of the board. But it's not not their job as a woman to make the company or the board more successful. That's their job as managers. I mean, companies hire diversity trainers and and make all these events because some some things are not going as they should. You said you said we we should have the culture for it. Yes. 
And I'm wondering how can we reach this culture? Because for a company that is that has over 500 employees, mm-hmm. for example, those 500 employees are very diverse, not only in their age and skin color and and gender they're also diverse in the way in their beliefs yes. and the way they think and this this is where i thought about the clash because some are open and others are making it hard for their colleagues to be at work by bullying them by discriminating against them by yes, calling yes. them names etc how can an organization or a company achieve this culture yes First of all, we have to take into account that every organization is diverse. An organization with 500 male persons from Bavaria is diverse because they all have different. They have different age. Uh, they they believe in different things. They elect different parties. They are looking homogen, not heterogen. But it's mm-hmm. it's more obvious, like for example, when there is a different skin uh, skin color, for example. So uh, if you ask the the uh, what the company has to do, I think there are two aspects that will be very very important. First of all, you have to set up a clear objective. And the objective is it must be from from the from the management from the board. We are a diverse company and every person counts the same and the other point is to 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 achieve acceptance of all so to 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 tell all the people what's the advantage of the company and what's the personal advantage of diversity in the company so what will be the advantage for mr x and mrs y when working in a diverse company You have to tell them to the people, but you have to you have to 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 make absolutely clear that there is no place for discrimination, for racism, and so on. I've seen the first speech of of President Joe Biden. Everybody is thinking about mm-hmm. oh, this old man, and uh, Trump has called him Sleepy Joe, and so he's nearly 80 years old. And he made it very clear. He said, "Everybody who is starting racism." in my government has to leave immediately and there won't be any discussion. Mm-hmm. This was a clear message. And the other point is to to achieve um, so uh, a climate that is open-minded. I think this is very important to be interested in other people, in other people's opinion, to have a culture where, for example, mistakes are allowed. Not, not, not for example, racism remarks and so on that's not allowed but to to make mistake that's allowed it's not forbidden to make mistakes today i i read uh, uh, an article from uh, the german energy company rwe and mm-hmm. they founded an uh, lgbt network and the mm-hmm. uh, one of the board members has became a, a member of this network So no, I, I, thought, I understand that he's not he's not uh, he's not LGBT, but he said I will be a member of this network because diversity is important in our company and we will live diversity, and most of the people are looking to the board. How do how do they act? What are they doing? So if you have a board that will live diversity, then I think 
there will be a really uh, there will be a chance that the whole company will become a more diverse company an open-minded company but it's a it's a process of mm -hmm. change and you need time for this you can't you can't you can't say from now on we're a company of diversity then you mm -hmm. you have to to you have to to get the yes you have to pick up all the people to 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 live this culture um but but this is happening right now right like some employers are nowhere near inclusive but are washing their image and and going full gas in the yeah. name of diversity and inclusion on social media yes um i have experienced this personally at work which is one of the reasons i needed to leave that organization yes yeah you have to you have to be careful concerning for example like greenwashing or pinkwashing or uh, uh, but it's yes every bit is marketing it's marketing yes yeah. we are open minded we are a company of diversity and when looking inside then it will look a little bit different so looking on identity politics and uh, the discourse happening right now maybe maybe not all over the world but mostly in north america do you feel that there is some kind of a war on white straight males or maybe some kind of uh, demand for revenge yes perhaps in some cases this this will be it's an outcome i think from the identity politics and they are they are like role models negative role models for person who do not support diversity who do not support anti-racism concepts who consists on their privileges and so on in every case it's it's very very difficult to to see a, a group of white men it's not a small group it's a very big group as a non-diverse group so and the problem the problem will be that starting to 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 define them as a negative role model so it's it's very i think it's 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 um, it's not the best way to to, to regard the group of uh, white men as a homogeneous group mm -hmm. so the all the all the white male perhaps will become the opponents and uh, that's not in the intention of the of the people who are going to overcome racism uh, or what will support a, a diverse society you have to you have to, to be you have to be open you have to open to the people you have to invite the people you have to invite white men you have to make clear that there isn't any any place for racism to make it clear uh, that's uh, that's not the reason to leave all the white men outside from the discussion yeah. sometimes i feel that it looks like tribalism for me yes that's and the, the the danger of this is for example then you have these uh, these mm -hmm. identity groups these, these identity politics and they tell for example no you're a white male you're not allowed to discuss and then what's the reaction and then the for example the trump party is telling oh it's not allowed to tell anything 
So a lot of people then uh, thought about, for example, next election to, to, to vote, for example, for Trump. I hope this will not gain a lot of uh, popularities because we have reached so much uh, progress right yes. now. I don't want it to backfire and go back to, to a clash. Um, you, you have been teaching as a woman since December 2020. And yes. before that, you yourself were a white male. Did you feel uh, like a privileged person back then? Uh, that's, that's the typical answer of a white man is, no, I haven't been privileged. But <laughs> well, I would sp spontaneously say that I wasn't privileged. And uh, I joined the university in 2004 as a male. I'm, I thought about this when I've got the job as a, as a woman. So uh, I, I hope, I hope. Uh, I think that universities are making a big effort to, to appoint uh, women as uh, professors, especially in the in the in Germany we call us the the mint uh, subjects: mathematics, engineer, naturwissenschaften, uh, techniques, mm -hmm. STEM, 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 STEM uh, mm -hmm. But uh, I told you a few minutes ago the story of the female student uh, and. Uh, when I think about this story, then maybe some people in the in the appointment committee would have judged my lectures and answers as less sound if I applied as a woman. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I hope, I hope that I, for example, would have gotten the job, but nobody knows. So in the field of STEM, there are much less women than men. Yes. And that is a result of sexism or we don't know? As a result of socialization, I think. I think it's not mm -hmm. a result of biology. So it's a result of socialization. Mm -hmm. And as I told a few minutes ago, it's, it's, it's a process. It's a process to, to tell the girls that, that studying uh, STEM subjects is, is great. And it's, it's not, these are not subjects yet better for male than for, for females. So, but the, the problem, the problem is that when they look, for example, at the university, they, they see a lot of old white men as a lecturer and uh, very few women. So we have to change the impression that the young students will get. So we have to, to uh, appoint a lot of uh, young women as professors for the STEM subjects to, to be more attractive for, for young women to, to study these subjects, to, to see that it's possible as a woman to be uh, successful in these subjects. And I've, I've, we have about 20-25% of, uh, of women and uh, I have a special lecture in the master studies. It's called Projektstudium, Project Studies, where the students are working as a, as a consultant team. Normally there are, for example, 15, 15 students in this, in this class. Normally both male and three female students. And most of the time, the project manager is a woman because they are more tough than the, the male students. And all, all projects uh, conducted by, by uh, uh, female students have become really, really successful. Mm -hmm. So welcome female students to the STEM subjects. They don't feel welcome in the STEM subjects. No, I don't know. They, they, yeah. look, they look at the website and they see a lot of male professors and uh, I think about okay mm, this is, must be a male subject and so on and 
Yes, they are. They are. They are welcome. And uh, we have uh, every every year we have one uh, one open day for for young students to uh, to have uh, to to get in touch with other students to to look around what is possible at a university, what lectures are there, what subjects are there. And a few years ago, there young woman came to me. She was in the last semester at her school, and uh, she asked me whether business science and and information science and business administration would be would match to a to a woman and i was very astonished about this question so i said yes <laughs> why not so it's not uh, these are not subjects uh, male only so welcome but i think it's it's a kind of socialization and we have to work on it to get 50% of female students um another thing that another another point of progress in in this field or in in this uh, topic is uh, quotas and some like um, for example professor jo- jordan peterson mm. if you've heard of him he argues that th- there should be equal opportunities but not equality of outcome as in there is this contest and men are fighting in it and women are fighting in it and this is their equality of of opportunity but the the outcome shouldn't be determined by quotas it should be determined by who is the winner and for me when i when i when i look at it he's of course not thinking about all the prejudice and the racism and the sexism and all the things that are happening around us in the world and saying it's an equal free world and we should just go ahead and fight for what we want or you know get get better at it do you believe that this is uh, the right uh, approach do, that we can actually reach this understanding step of the marginalizing breaking down the stigma and uh, as a solution for underrepresentation of women or people of color for example have this uh, romantic idea of equality of opportunity but no equality of outcome i'm I think that every person is uh, is unique, but we have introduced the quotas to to reach the, uh, for example, to to have women in in leadership, women in the board, and so on. And I think that without these quotas, there wouldn't be a big change. I think that re- regarding women and men, so I think that. Women tend to be more reflective, less ego-centered, and more oriented towards the common good. And uh, this is not the best. For uh, song. Condition. Yes, and um, this is not the best uh, condition for for fighting. I think it's not biologically. It's it's more it's more a question of uh, socialization. And I see a lot of women, they, when, for example, talking in front a lot of people, they say, oh, no, I, I can't do this. And then they let the, the men talk and uh, the fight won't be, won't be equal. So I'm, I'm not a fan of, of this idea. And I think it's, uh, we need the quotas. And I think that the woman has to realize how they, how they behave and how they interact, but they have the freedom to act differently, not against their own identity, but more often of their comfort zone. I think that's very, very 
difficult. Uh, that's that's difficult, and it's very important. I think a lot of women have to leave their comfort zone, not to fight against men, but but to be more. How can I tell it? Not not aggressive, but to be more uh, really eager. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the 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 question is whether it's uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, in the future it will be very important to be aggressive to win a fight. So yeah. perhaps it's the wrong way to be aggressive. I think that's, that that changed a lot. Uh, Angela Merkel Angela mm-hmm. Merkel is is, uh, is is finishing this year, and we've had the discussion uh, in the Green Party who will be the the candidate of Chancellor. The mm-hmm. question uh, will it be Annalena Baerbock or will it be Robert Habeck? Um, they have, they both have had the fight, and uh, Annalena Baerbock is the candidate. And what's very, very interesting, have you in any newspaper, have you read a text about 16 years, female chancellor are enough, we now need a man? No, you haven't, you haven't, because it's not the question. Ten years ago, it would have been the question. So the, the headlines will be no, not not no. It's time for a man. So but no, it's not. It's not not important whether she's a woman or whether she's a man. And I think we need the quotas today. But I'm really sure that we will overcome the quota in Hope a few so. years. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure because leadership will change the way. For example, a board is uh, choosing a, a new member will change when a lot of women are part of the board. The decision will change, the decision process process will change, and uh, this will be good for women. And not, not, not bad for men, but it will be, uh, they will have the same chances in, in the future, I, I think so. You will not, normally, you, you choose a, a person who are like you. So you have these dominated boards by men, and they will, they will choose a man. But after having diverse boards, so the, the decision will be more yeah. diverse. Um, but you, you, since you mentioned the politics, the German politics and the candidates, for the Kanzler. Yeah. Um, do you think this is the right approach to care what gender the next chancellor is gonna be? Because it's true like that I'm reading uh, a lot right now about Baerbock. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, Baerbock. In what I'm reading, none of the posts or the news I'm reading is about her politics, what she stands behind, what her plan is. You just read the opposition who think yeah a woman with two kids she has no time to to do the job and then the feminists who are saying so what we want another woman and so what if she has two kids you wouldn't say that about a man but none are talking about the important things she's gonna be the leader of a nation and what's important is not what is her her gender is what important is what she stands behind, what her politics are. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like the they are kind of mixing and, and, and missing the point of choosing the right candidate. I don't care about the sexual orientation of the person. I don't care about the gender of the person who's going to lead me and change the, the laws and, and play a role in international politics. Who cares about this? Why are people missing the point about this? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's not her fault. She's talking about political topics, but the newspaper are writing, oh, she is a 40-year-old woman and she has mm -hmm. two kids and so on and yeah. so on. Yeah, this is more of the discourse, you know, like on the social media, what I read from both sides. That's but this is this is mm -hmm. the, the, the this is typical than asking. Oh, is it possible she has two kids and uh, to become <laughs> chancellor? It's a full-time job. What about her kids? <laughs> That's typical. Ask a question mm -hmm. to to a woman, not uh, uh, the she. If uh, Robert Habeck would be the candidate, um, and or if if she she would uh, would be a man, for example, forty years old and two two kids, nobody would ask this question. Yeah. Yes, true. We have to have to work on this topic. So there is a lot to work on. Yes. But the, 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 there's changed a lot. Yeah. Twenty years ago, the German Lufthansa they said we don't have female pilots because we have Verantwortung. Uh, Responsibility. Yeah, we have. We don't have female pilots because we have a responsibility for the women and their families. And it's not possible to have kids and to be a pilot. So we don't have women mm -hmm. as a pilot. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, they said, they said this. Yeah. So I think we are on the right way. We have to go a few steps, but we are on the right um, way. I would like to hear your take on the recent discourse around identity politics and especially identity politics in North America and the American universities. What is your opinion on the role of radical left ideologies in shaping uh, the opinions of postmodern feminism and other opinions in the community? Do you think identity politics went haywire? Yes, indeed. I think it's a great pity because now suddenly people who actually have the same interest become opponents and we are fighting, uh, we are fighting wrong fights with the wrong opponents. There is a great book from a French feminist, Caroline Fouré, and uh, she has written the book called Generation Offended. And she worked for Charlie Hebdo, and I think she's above suspicion as a feminist publicist. And she's, uh, well, she loves the universalism, and she argues very well that we need a universalism. It's universalism is very, very connected to the to the idea of the of an open society, of a of a discourse in in open society. And she said, and this is this is my opinion too. We we must not exclude anyone in a social discourse and build up boundaries. We we must invite people to join us and this is this is very important not 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 to be personally offended to 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 accept the vulnerability of everyone but not to be personally offended in in in, in any case that on the one hand i clearly show what rights i have as a discriminated person and will also enforce and that I demand understanding to support, but also forgive. This is the uh, major melody of everything. It's the, the in the music, it's, it's by Richard Wagner, this leitmotif. To, to be, to, to make clear what you want, but to be open to a discussion with other people and to, to invite them to a discussion. And this is not at all to de-emphasize racist statements and actions, to be, to be clear. So, but for example, as a, 
as a white person, I, I have not experienced discrimination because of the color of my skin. I also don't think I can imagine what it's like to experience racism personally. But nevertheless, I would like to contribute something so that we live in a racism-free world. I, as a person and as a non-discriminated person, uh, want to get involved. Involved. I, I, I want to help, even if I'm a, if I'm not a person affected, not uh, I'm a not affected person, and I would like to get involved in the discourse. And it would be a pity if this right were taken away from me. And I think what's very important is that especially racism, it's, it's not a challenge or a problem of people of color. So it's a challenge for the whole society and especially for the parts that have denied the rights of the person of colors. So I think that uh, to, to, to build up these boundaries, to say, not invited here, uh, you are not allowed to talk about this, and the totally, totally wrong way. And you, you fight the wrong fight, and uh, your allies will become your opponents. And that's dangerous. That's mm -hmm. dangerous. Yeah. What you what you just said actually just reminded me of of um, of of a concern that I had when I read about the act to amend the Canadian Human Rights Act. Uh, this law like added gender expression and gender identity as uh, protected grounds for the Human Rights Act. And I mean, this law covers a huge area. I don't want to get into it in details. And generally, it is a very great step towards uh, progress. It protects people, people's rights from discrimination. It adds um, that a court, for example, should consider hate and prejudice motivations when imposing uh, criminal sentences. But there was this one point that concerned me. It makes it illegal to deny, for example, services for people pay based on uh, their gender gender identity or gender expression so for example if a baker didn't want to bake a cake for a same-sex marriage uh, he, he or she could be liable to pay a fine or get sentenced and uh, get sued aren't we risking creating a martyr out of this baker uh, i think it's not the right decision not to to make the cake mm -hmm. first of all to be clear, yeah. it's not okay, but uh, I think it's not uh, the job of a parliament, for example, to um, to writing laws that are so, so detailed. What will happen? What will happen? The, what's the quintessence is? The quintessence will be that the people talking, oh, that this poor baker is is not allowed to say no, and uh, he's, he's a victim. He will become a victim. He's not a victim. He's, he's still a baker uh, who uh, yeah. is not open-minded, for example, to, 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 to diversity. So, but the, the, the important thing is getting allies for diversity. And I think you will lose allies when, uh, when, when behave in, in this way to say, 
Now the baker has to do this. And uh, then the next reaction will, will be that, uh, oh, it's not allowed to, to say uh, that uh, this is the same dis discussion we, we, have, uh, we have now. It's not allowed to say what I'm thinking. No, it's totally wrong. You can, you can say everything uh, instead of it's racism. That's not allowed. But uh, I think we, we, what, what we need is a, is a common sense that it is totally normal when two men will marry. And it's totally normal when two women will marry. And it's totally normal when a man and a woman will marry. And the question whether these baker will bake the cake with the two men, I think it's not the most important question of the society. So leave him, leave him in his store. I think uh, he will get the right reaction from the customers. But I think it's not nece necessary to, to make him to, to, that he will become a victim and so on. This will, this will broke the, the society. Yeah. This yeah. will broke the common sense. It's not okay what he did, but uh, there will be there will be a baker who will make a great, yeah. great, great cake. I think he will he, he will get his reaction on Facebook and Twitter, and he will get the right reaction. So. Yeah, this was my concern actually, creating a victim which yeah. could lead yeah. to yeah. more yeah. people taking this. The, this, wrong the way. same the same discussion in uh, in Germany with about gendergerechte Sprache. Mm -hmm. The language. Yeah, the gender, gender language, gender confirmed language. And it is, uh, it is uh, it's stupid. It's stupid. Typical German, I think. So uh, language is, uh, is developing and language is forming a society. Language is forming. A society is forming the language and the language. They, there's a lot of influence to the society. And so uh, we, we are thinking about the, the, the double point. We are thinking about the, 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 the pause between when we say student innen and so on. And there is a discussion. This is, uh, it's, it's, it's not a, a calm discussion. You think about it. It's, uh, it's, 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 we have to discuss, uh, to, uh, whether we shall, uh, overlive or shall die. I think carry on. Let the people write and talk like they do. And, uh, we, we don't need a law that makes clear how we shall talk and, and write. Uh, gender confirm. So we are a society. We are an open society. We can discuss, and we we can we can. Uh, uh, everybody is able to to do his own decision and to write and to talk like she or he wants to do. So and there will be a development, and I think in four or five years we will see that uh, the language won't be so dominated by by male expressions but we, it's not necessary to have a, a call it in germany glaubenskrieg it's not a religious war shouldn't be you can you can see what for example how, in which directions uh, in which direction discussions like like this one will 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 uh, will develop for example 25 years ago, there was a, a discussion about the Deutsche Rechtschreibreform. Don't know what the English expression is. Uh, the German spelling or correct writing reform. Yeah. 
you know the you know german is very is very difficult and yeah. there's l lacking a lot of uh, logic mm -hmm. in it so for example and the discussion the only the only only the main topic has been oh my god because the uh, solution for example should be that we don't have an ai we only have an ei i, I don't know what, whether we have an ai and an ei because yeah. the pronunciation is the same but then all the people say oh my god we have to write Kaiser with EI and not with AI. That, that's not possible. We we don't want this. So, so imagine we, we don't we don't we don't have a Kaiser. We only have had stupid and horrible Kaisers, and it's it's one of the best solutions that we don't have these guys now. But uh, and then I imagined how often do I write Kaiser mm -hmm. every day? I think perhaps two times a year. But this was this was the 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 main topic. You say in the uh, uh, Gretchenfrage. Yeah, this is uh, every everybody's discussing is only is only focusing not on the on the on the advantages, but only on this aspect Kaiser with E E. We the Germans, we are losing our history. We are losing our identity when we are writing Kaiser with E. This is the same discussion with the gender, uh, gender oriented, yeah. uh, gender correct language. Most of the people can't write German in the right way. So that's the other point. So yeah. So you, you, you think we should just let it develop instead of forcing it on, on people with a low. Yeah, I think the, the, I, I like the British mm -hmm. and they, they printed in 19, uh, 1942, I think so. Uh, great great poster and they 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 uh, were very afraid due to a german uh, invasion to the to the british isles and they printed millions of these posters and the i, th I think you know this uh, it's it became a big uh, a big mm -hmm. industry and they write on it keep calm and carry on mm -hmm. and i think this is the big uh, this could be uh, the solution for many, many, many discussions and problems. Mm -hmm. Keep calm and carry on. Word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is this is a, a big topic of diversity to see, for example, what other countries, how other countries uh, would handle problems like this. Mm -hmm. So look to the, the British guys. Keep calm. Carry That's on. That's a beautiful way to see it. I want to go back. Uh, to you as a person with my questions before we get to the end of our podcast. When I first met you, I asked myself, what could be the story behind your name? Yeah. Um, you got to choose your name. Can you tell us how you went for Anasveya? It's a small story. First, first of all, it's it's one of the few advantages of being transgender. So you can choose your own name and you don't have to struggle with a name that your parents might have liked. But somehow your new name has to have a connection to you. And uh, there isn't any female expression of Dirk, which was or has been my, my, my male name. So I've looked uh, at the names of the women in my family and a lot were called Anna and I thought oh that's a, a nice name it's a very traditional name 
and it's a very popular name today. And then I decided to choose Anna and then I wanted to, I, I like Scandinavia very much. I like Finland, for example, very much and Sweden. And then I've Googled, I've Googled uh, whether there are any Scandinavian, female Scandinavian names. And then I found Svea and I thought, oh, Anna Svea, that sounds nice. And then I've chosen it. So that's all. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. Um... We are unfortunately coming to the end of our conversation. But before we end this, I was wondering if you have any news to tell us. Are there any upcoming events or talks that you are giving? Yes, uh, there are two talks. So I'm, I'm bad prepared. I can't, you, I can't uh, tell you the, 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 the schedule. There will be uh, one talk. It's the uh, Sticks and Stones Fair. It's, uh, it's a fair mm -hmm. for diverse uh, employees and people who are looking for, for a job. I think it will be in June. And there will be a talk about employee for equality from the Panda Network. Panda Network is a, a female network. They've chosen the Panda. And this is an interesting story. They've chosen the, tender, the Panda because there are so few pandas in the world like women in leadership. <laughs> and they engaged me as a, as a role model for, for transgender women. I think it will be in December. I will attach or include the information with this episode so people will yes, check it out. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mm, when I read your articles, you're always using uh, beautiful quotations uh, from books you have read or philosophers that you that you like would you like to end our episode with one of your quotations yeah yes i i, I told you that i'm a big big fan of karl uh, popper mm -hmm. of, of so karl and his uh, main work the open society and its uh, its enemies it was uh, written 70 years ago, but I think more topical than ever. And he writes that a society is, a, is in a constant state of change. Mm -hmm. It's never finished, nor there is any absolute truth. And uh, in the radio station's preface to Popper, they, they said, uh, it was very good, it's not, it's not Popper himself, but it's, it's them about Popper. The open society allows new thoughts, new ways of life, even needs them to develop further, but it also criticizes. It's a constant struggle for a freedom that is never secure. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. It's openness, it's freedom. And uh, I think the, the idea of an open society is the idea that we need today and is it's very, very important. And, and Popper said in his book, now, now to the quotation you, you asked, and Popper said, we have to realize that we need other people to discover and correct mistakes and they need us especially also people who have grown up with other ideas in a different atmosphere that too leads to tolerance and i think this is really great we need other people to discover and to talk and to correct mistakes we are we are making mistakes we are making mistakes every day and we have the right to make mistakes but we have to hope that there are people that they will correct our mistakes and this is our job to other people because they need us and then he said 
We need people who have grown up with other ideas. This is this is diversity. This is lived diversity and a great a great word, different atmosphere. We have in, in Germany we have this terrible word Migrationshintergrund. Migration background. My, migration background. It's terrible. This is but look at to to have to grown up in a different atmosphere. It's a positive. It's the atmosphere is a positive. Mm -hmm. You have you have grown up in a different atmosphere than, than than me. So and that leads to tolerance. And this I like Popper very much and he's very I think he's very, very up to date. The problem is Popper is not very popular in Germany. Mm -hmm. Is very popular in England, but not in Germany. But we have to to do a little bit that he will become more popular and familiar to the to the German society. Mm -hmm. Sir Karl Popper was all about diversity before it became cool. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was 1950. He's a, the father and the mother of diversity. So. <laughs> Cheerio, so calm. And it was a great pleasure, Rahal, to talk to you. And so and the questions are really, really great, though I enjoyed it very, very much. So all the best. That was the word for today. I will include the links to Professora Anna's next events and talks in the description. It is worth mentioning that she is currently working on a book about trans identity and third gender in the work environment. The book is in German and will be called Transidentität und drittes Geschlecht im Arbeitsumfeld. Ein Praxisbuch für Unternehmen und den öffentlichen Dienst. The book is not out yet, but keep an eye on Professor Anna's feed to stay tuned. As for now, thank you very much for listening. If you liked this episode, please help me spread the message by liking, sharing and subscribing. Until next time, be safe and be kind. <laughs>